Welcome to the Wisdom Catchers podcast, where our goal is for you to grow in wisdom as you apply the truth of God's word and glean from the experiences of others. We hope that these next few minutes will help you develop as a Christ follower so that you can help others apply God's truth to their lives. Let's jump in to the word of wisdom today. So today uh, we have a um, we're, we're completing our series on unwrapping the names of, of God. Do you ever feel, thank you, do you ever feel like you're living life on this edge of, uh, of we'll, we'll call it the edge of implosion, but it's, it's like you're on the brink of life being out of control. That ever, ever happened to anybody other than me? Um, I'm, I'm pretty vulnerable you know, when I preach, when I, when I look at the word of God. And there are just some times in some seasons and some days where it just feels like I'm one phone call away from, uh, somebody asked me the other day, we're on a call with the district and, and we have a great team that I work with, with the Foursquare District. And so, so how are you doing? I'm a horrible liar. I just can't say, oh, I'm fine. Everybody knows right away. And I just said, well, honestly, I'm, I feel like I'm one, one, one phone call away from this whole house of cards just, just falling down. Like, what is that? It was, it was the way I was feeling that day, and I was honest. And I think there's times when God intentionally has us in places where we have to trust in him. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And you look at the lives of those people in Hebrews 11, uh, Hebrews 11, and they had a lot of stuff that happened to them, and they had to completely depend upon God. So then the name, the names that we're going to look at today as we wrap up this series on unwrapping the names of God, no pun intended, uh, is Alpha and Omega, the Almighty God. Alpha, Omega, Almighty. Jesus still has his hand on everything, even at the end of 2020. Isn't that crazy? Like you think about where we were when I preached in 2019 going into 2020, and we said, we look forward with expectation to this new year, not knowing what would happen at all. It was not on any of our radars. And you know that Jesus is still as in control in the last week of 2020 as he was in the first week of 2020. If you don't, if you don't believe that today, I want to show you some things in Scripture that would help you come to that place of understanding. Now, my dad used to do this little trick on us. We had three boys, and we would sit in the back seat of the 68 Chevy, and we had a little sign seats, you know, everybody. You, do you have assigned seats for your kids? Like, they're, they're, we, this is the way it used to work for us, all right? It would be like, you're on my side. Stop it. Get over on your side. And so I remember on, on January 18th, we would go out to, to dinner once a year for my mom's birthday, and at the end of the birthday party, uh, we would, um, 
mom would get to assign new seats for us. You know, like, well, you always get the window. You always get the, you know, and it was a two-door car, and you had to climb over the seat or climb in the back. I mean, it was like, these are the days when life was really rough, all right? But you didn't wear any seat belts, and, uh, you know, we, we still survived, and we'd sleep on the deck of the car. You remember those days? Some of us remember those days, all right? You sleep up on the back deck, and, and uh, anyway. So my dad used to do this little thing with the three of us in the back, my dad would, uh, would take his hands off the wheel and he would put them up in the air and tell us that he had a self-driving car, all right? Now this was, again, long before Tesla, all right? This was like you, you, in those days, had to have your hands on the wheel. But what we couldn't see from the back seat as little guys is that mom would reach over with her hand and she would steer the car where, where it was going, even though dad's hands were technically off the wheel. Well, then we got a little bit older, and of course we were like, this car can't drive itself, we know that! And we would pop up over the seat, again, no seat belts, you know, and we would stand on the floorboard and we would look over the seat and we'd be like, mom's hand is down on the steering wheel, you know, and then we'd all laugh and, you know, we'd have a good time. There's this part of us as, as Christ followers, or as, as people that are in uh, in relationship, or at least in proximity with God, is sometimes we feel like Father is sitting in the front seat of the car going like this. Does that ever happen to you? Like, like you're, you're, you're in the back, you're in the back seat, Jesus is the driver, and this is what we say, you know, don't make him your co-pilot, make him your pilot, he's the driver, he's got his hands on the wheel, you know, I was riding in the front seat, now I'm sitting in the back seat, all of that kind of thing. And, and yet we feel like God is like, hey, watch this, y'all! In reality, his hand has never left the wheel. He is the Almighty. His hand, Jesus, has his hand on everything. Now, how do I know that? We're going to look at that word, Almighty, as it appears in the book of Revelation. Now, before we get to the book of Revelation, Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 6 is a, a prophetic word about Jesus. And it's, it says this, This is what the Lord says. Israel's king and redeemer, the Lord Almighty, I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me, there is no God. That word there in the Hebrew, Almighty, is the word Yahweh. Yahweh. Matter of fact, the Jews would not say those words. They would abbreviate it. You know, it, I mean, it's written Y-H-W-H. I mean, in our transliteration, it's not, if you know Hebrew, it's not written like that, but that would be our transliteration. But they would never say the name because the Ten Commandments were that if you took the Lord's name in vain, you had, you had broken one of the Ten Commandments, and they were afraid they would take it in vain while trying to use it for holy purpose, and so they would just never say it at all. Kind of sounds to me like, like burying your talents. Like God, oh, no, I can't say the name God because I might be taking the name in vain, so I'll just be like, I love you. You know, and it's, it's very awkward in my estimation, but for the Jews, it was a very, 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 very holy name. 
Now, the word almighty there, meaning the God, there's a lot of different names in the Old Testament for God. This particular one, almighty, means that God was the warrior God over Shemash and Baal and Molech and all the gods of the, the Philistines, the Amorites, the Hittites, all of those gods. This was the God of gods, the Almighty. Whenever they would go to war, they would, they would say Yahweh, or they wouldn't say the name, but they would be believing Yahweh, the God Almighty, is going before us to wipe out all of our enemies. That is the Almighty. It says, I am the first and I am the last. Now, this is God Elohim, the name that expresses towards Yahweh, the, the creator God. This is Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So when he says, I'm the first and I'm the last, I was there at creation and I will be there after the end of time. Now, let me mess with your mind a little bit here. Time is something that is created. Time is not something that God is limited to. So God always was, as we'll see. He is, and he is to come. Time is but a segment on the line of eternity. Never beginning, never ending. If you're, if you're a mathematician, you get that analogy. A segment has a beginning point and an ending point. Time started in Genesis 1.1. Time will end when God says it's done. But that does not mean that all of eternity has started and stopped. It always, God always was and God always will be. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8. We're going to look at, at a couple of passages here in Revelation. And so I want you to uh, stay stay uh, engaged on this part of God being the Almighty. He has his hand on the wheel. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. If you read Revelation chapter 4, those are in a different order. He says, who, who was and who is and who is to come. That, for us, is chronological. This order says, who is. Do you remember what God said to Moses at the burning bush? He, and he sent him to Egypt, and he said, um, where, where Moses says to God, who shall I say has sent me? And what was God's reply? I am who I am. You, you don't, he didn't say, go to Pharaoh and say, um, the, the God who was sent me. Or, or, or the God who will be sent me. He says, the great I am. I am present. I am here. I am all powerful. I am who I am. Present tense. How many of you need God to be the great I am in your present tense right now because every one of us is facing something that is bigger than we are. 
Every one of us. You see, when I was little, that same 68 Chevy, where we used to be in the back seat, there was one day when it was parked in the church parking lot, and I was in the back seat, where I normally should be. And my little two-year-old brother was standing on the front seat where Daddy the driver should be. Daddy the driver wasn't in sight. He was inside. I don't know where Daddy the driver was. But he saw Daddy pull the gear shift out of the uh, park position, and he, standing there, bouncing up and down, grabbed the gear shift, pulled it towards him, and pulled the thing down into neutral on the hill. Now, I'm in the back seat, all right? Daddy always drives. I don't know how to drive a car, all right? So, being the very brave older brother that I was, I bailed out. I'm like, open that door. You're on your own, little bro. And I fell out of the car as I was trying to get around the driver's seat. Okay, that was my story. In a great how, like, like um, so what were you doing? Why, did, why were you out of the car? I was bailing, man. I'm not dying on that. So I made up a story, okay? It was a lie. So I fall out of the car. A couple of the elders, you know, they're in their suits, and they're running down, you know, to save the car from this big tree that's, that's at the bottom of the hill. And one of them, you know, slides, grabs the wheel, turns it, you know, the car doesn't hit the tree or go over the ditch. And, and it was like, oh, this was amazing. This was great, all right? What was out of control is that I had no ability to fix the situation when daddy's hands weren't on the wheel. I, I couldn't do it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have the ability to think it through. All I could think of, I'm bailing. I'm out of here. Situation too big. You ever feel like that? Like, situation too big. Daddy's hands don't appear to be on the wheel. I'm out of here. And what he says is, no, I am, I was, and I will be, and my hands have never left the wheel. I still have my hand on everything. Now, the Alpha and Omega, in case you're not up on Greek, Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And so when, when he says, I, I am, I was, and I will be, he's saying, I'm the end, I'm the beginning, and I am everything in between. I'm A to Z, but I'm also B to Y. I'm all the way in between. I've got this. My hands are not coming off the wheel because I am God Almighty. I want you to hear that as we move into 2021. We have no clue what 2021 is going to bring us. And after 2020, you know, there aren't a lot of surprises. Oh, but I'm sure there will be. <laughs> it's just the world in which we live. And you can go back through all of history from day one. Maybe not day one. Maybe like day three or Genesis chapter three, we'll just say that, after the fall. 
And, and we look at like stuff is happening all the time. And God says, my hand is still on the wheel. My hand is still on your wheel. He's got it. It's not out of control, even when it looks like it. Now, this alpha and omega, um, there's, a, there's a word called juxtaposition. And I'm not a, an English-based... You know, something is juxtaposed to something or juxtaposed. We used to say that. It's actually juxtaposed. I, anyway, you take two contrasting things, you place them side by side, and then in that contrast, you better understand the situation because, because there's two things that don't add up, but then you, like alpha, and omega, how can you be the beginning and the end? You're either the beginning or you're the end. It's not both and. But in this situation, it is. Take, for example, Dickens. He wrote Tale of Two Cities. Okay, well, how does it start? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was an epoch of belief. It was an epoch of and you'll have to look this word up, I did, Incredul incredulity, incredulity. Like, I, I can't believe this. You know, like, I, I, I get this, I believe this. No, I can't believe this. It was a season of light, and it was a season of darkness. These are juxtaposed ideas, like alpha and omega. It's the German shepherd that is best... Uh, best friends with the toy poodle and they're walking beside each other. Like this doesn't work out. Like how do I, how do I understand what I'm seeing here? This is the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. We might not get the idea right now, but in the understanding of who God is, we must get both and. And the idea of the Almighty, literally, the one who has his hand on everything. I want to just, I want to just, I want to just take this moment to say, what is it where you need the hand of God? You need to see the hand of God. Not where you need the hand of God. His hand is there. He has not removed his hand from the situation. It looks like to you that there's nobody holding on to the steering wheel. That's what it looks like. Where, where do you need to see the hand of God in your situation? Because it is on the situation. Sometimes it's just nice to see it. It's that confidence. Nine out of the 10 times uh, where this, this Greek word is used, almighty, are in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation has this sovereignty idea that God's got it, God's got it, God's got it. It doesn't look good, but God's got it. We win in the end. There's this ending in Revelation 21, 22, that whole end of the book that talks about life, talks about the tree of life, where we're, where we're heading to. And then it uses the word in Revelation chapter 20, um, 21. I, I just wanna, I wanna read this passage here. 21, five through seven, it says, 
He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Don't you, don't you look forward to that day where everything is new? Man, I look around at maintenance and I look at, you know, spots on the carpet and I look at this and I'm like, oh, dear Lord, there's one more thing to do. And he says, there's coming in a day when everything will be new. He said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. Aren't those good words? It is done. Remember what Jesus said on the cross? It is finished. But now he's saying this in the book of Revelation. It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. And those who are victorious will inherit all this. And I will be their God and they will be my children. That's where we're headed. You know that inheritance he talks about is, is better than the inheritance that Sam Walton left his kids. Richest family in the world, $215 billion. That inheritance is, is going to burn. Like this whole thing, everything that you have, everything, it's all going to burn. The only thing that is going to last is what is done in conjunction with the Alpha and Omega. That which you do for Christ is what will last. And it's about people. He is the person. You know, the book of Revelation is not something that is the revelation of the end times. Chapter one says, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not revelations. It's the book of Revelation. And everybody wants to make it the book of Revelations because they want to say, oh, what's going to happen in the end? And you got the beast and you got all these kind of things going on. The bottom line is Jesus is the alpha. He's the omega. He is the almighty. And he has his hand on everything, including your life and mine. That's the revelation. And when we finish to the end, we will receive the inheritance of the one who is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one who's omnipotent, the one who's omnipresent, the one who's omniscient. He, he's almighty. He's everywhere. You know, and, and he, he sees every one of our thoughts, and yet he still loves us. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad for that? I mean, when we say, oh, God's omniscient, we're looking at it like this. Oh, God knows what's going to happen in the future, right? We like that idea, right? He's like, well, we can trust him. His hand's on the wheel. He's got the future. He's got the whole world in his hand. Hallelujah. Let's sing Kumbaya now. But when we say he's omniscient and he knows what I thought about that I didn't say, but I wanted to say, and he still loves me because he knows the yuckiness, well, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother level of who God is. I, I have a, a, a picture that talks about this uh, juxtaposed idea of this, this beginning and the end. We were in Knoxville a couple years ago, and 
I took, uh, I took some pictures of the, the front side of the buildings where there was a beautiful uh, area where we could have coffee and you could walk up and down. People were playing music and there were old, old style buildings and it was really, really neat to see that part. There was a lot of history there and a lot of stories. And while we were there, somebody said, you need to, you need to turn around and you need to walk down this alley behind, the, behind these buildings. And so we did. And there was this graffiti art that was, it was the entire street from floor as high as people could go with the ladder. It was all spray painted. So you had, you had uh, Mario here, and, and on the front side of the building, you had uh, a, a beautiful old, old clock tower and things. And there were, there were two sides of this very different story of the city of Knoxville. You ever see those shirts that they're, they're real popular right now? And it looks like you could see a hole through somebody. You know, they're like usually a swirl or something. And it's got like, um, it's an optical illusion. And so it looks like you could put your hand in. Well, there were some of these spray painting things that looked like you could walk through the wall. It was like a 3D piece, coolest thing ever. But on the front side of that were actual doors where you could actually walk through the wall. There were two opposing yet complementary sides of the same building. I, I don't know where you need to see Jesus today, whether you need to see him as the alpha or the omega, whether you need to see this is an area where I need to put Jesus first in my life, or whether I need to see him as the end all and the be all. Obviously, we need both. But there's sometimes where in the beginning, we have a hard time giving it to him because we want our hands on the wheel. And he says, hey, my hands are never leaving the wheel. I'm going to be there for the entire time. It's you that has the issue with, like, panic because he's not in control. And you need today to just say, Lord, I give you this, this alpha moment. You are the beginning of this situation and you will be the end of this situation and everything in between and I will refuse to come over the seat and grab the wheel because I know that you have it whether I see it or not. Revelation chapter 22, last chapter of the book. Jesus says, I am the alpha and omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Revelation 1, he says it. Revelation 22, he says it. And he means it. Everything in between. He says to you, with your name in it, I am your alpha. I'm your beginning. And I am your end. On this little teeny tiny blip on the timeline called your life. And I will be the beginning and the end from the larger timeline that is called time. But I'm not limited to your little tiny time or the bigger piece of time, which is thousands of years. I'm not limited to that because I go from long before time, forever before time, to forever after time. And I am the Lord God Almighty. 
So how do I make him the alpha of my life? How do you make him the alpha of your life? How do you see him all the way through? One of the things that we did in, in first service that was a little different is we, we were interactive and we had some people share just what God, uh, how, how does God show himself to you as Alpha and Omega, the Almighty? One of the things that somebody shared was they find that in the stillness, for them it was journaling, in the stillness that there was a time when the presence of the Lord came in and took over and, and they, they just, they saw God for who he was. They saw him for the one that was, has still had his hands on the wheel. For another, it was getting up early in the morning and it was uh, their time with, in the word, uh, reading the Bible in the morning. Um, I, I just shared that, you know, I, I like to, before I hit the ground in the morning, I say, Lord, this day is yours. And before I fall asleep at night, I'm, I'm like, Lord, thank you for, for this day. And usually that's all I get out before I'm asleep. You know, it's just thank you. And sometimes it's before I even get done saying that. But, but it's like I start and I end. I alpha and I omega. And then I say, Lord, would you just fill in all the pieces in the middle? It's like putting together a puzzle for me. You know, I like to do the outside first. And then all the other stuff in the middle eventually fills in. And that, I believe, is the way the Lord is for us. So here's, here's two questions for you as we, as we close out 2020 and we apply this. Where do you need to put Christ first in your life this year? Where, where do you need him to be alpha? Maybe there's an area in your life that you say, you know, I've, I've given the Lord more and more control. Obviously, we want to have him fully in control. But I, I need this area of my life to be submitted to Alpha Jesus, the beginning. Maybe, maybe it's an area where you've not done such a great job in, in your own strength. And maybe it's an area where you said, you know, I've never invited him to come in at all because I thought I had this. I, I don't know how that's working for you, but it has not worked well for me in the areas where I've said, oh, I got this, Lord. I'm doing, I, I got this. Just let me take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. You know, it's, it's, where do I need him to be alpha in my life today? I want you to answer that question. And the second question is, where, where do I need, where do you need to see Christ as the end all and the be all? where the circumstances of your life are, are vying for your attention. It's that space in the middle where you're, where you're not seeing Jesus at work. And where do you need to say, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. But I want to see it. Lord, I want, you to, I want you to be the end all and the be all in this relationship. I want you to be the end all and the be all in my finances. I want you to be the end all and the be all in, my, in the way I, that I'm thinking. I want you to be the end all and the be all in my attitude. I want you to be the end all and the be all in, in, in the way I spend my time. I want you to be the end all and the be all. Fill in the blank. Where maybe we started out saying, yeah, Jesus, you got this. But somewhere along the way, somewhere in the middle, before the omega, 
we got, we, we got drift. Where are those areas where you need to return? I think it would be just amazing if we all as a church all went through this process and we went into 2021 saying, God Almighty, your hand's still on the wheel. I entrust this area to you and I entrust this area to you, the beginnings and the ends. He is almighty. His hands are on the wheel. And he is in control. Let Jesus totally permeate this thing that we call life. Because he said there in Revelation 21, it is done. It's already done. How will we respond to it? So I ask you that, those questions as we... As we, as we culminate our year, where do you need to put Christ first this year? Write it down. Write it down. As we move into this time of prayer and fasting, sometimes it's a, it's a word on a page today, and it's a process of 21 days of prayer and fasting in a week. Okay? I want you to set yourself up for success in this fast because if there's not something that we're contending for, then our vision is too small. Let me say that again. If there's not something that we are contending for, then our vision is too small. For me, I contend for my family. My kids, I contend for my kids. Not on my watch will the enemy have his way with my kids. Do I see it in everyone right now? No, I don't. Does that mean I stop contending? Absolutely not, because he's still God Almighty, and he, is, he has his hand on every one of my kids. Why? Because as the father of those kids, I am proclaiming life over my children and they cannot get away because he is omniscient. He knows it. He knows where they are when I don't. He knows exactly what they're doing, and he is powerful enough to intervene on their behalf. Will he make the choice for them? No, he will not. Does that mean that I stop contending? No, it does not, because he is still the Alpha, he's still the Omega, and he's still God Almighty. Does that make sense? That's where I'm at. Where are you? Where are you? Where do you need Jesus to be Alpha? And where do you need to, Christ to be the end all and the be all? There's a lot of hope as we move in to 2021. I listen to some prophecies sometimes, you know, and, and some of them I take as a, as a grain of salt. I don't know where you stand on, on uh, you know, a lot of, lot of things, but um, I think of, you know, Jeremiah, uh, one of the, one of the one of the prophetic words going into the whole COVID thing back in March, um, you had people pro prophesying, you know, oh, it's just going to be, it's just going to be a, a couple of minutes, you know, it'll be, it'll be a week, two, we'll be, we'll be back. And uh, during our prayer time, the, the word of, we were reminded of the word of the Lord from Jeremiah saying, hey, you're going to Babylon and you're going to be there for a while. You, you got, you got to build houses like by land because you're not, you're not going back to Jerusalem in, uh, in, in a few short months, you know? And I think we've seen that. But regardless of what the prophets are saying, I can guarantee you 100%, Jesus is still the Alpha and the Omega. 
You know, whether, I, whether I like what they're saying or whether I don't like what they're saying. Who knows? I don't know which ones are. I don't know which ones are right. Sometimes you know, it's like some some are prophesying. You know, man, January first, it's gonna be it's gonna be smooth sailing from here on out. And some are like, hey, you're in it for a long time. I I don't know. And when you don't know what to believe, what do you do? You go back to this. Come what may, as I, as as they say as they say in the country, come hell or high water, we're gonna be. Jesus is still with his hand on the wheel, Father. Would you just take those things that your answers to, to these questions and would you just put them before the Lord now? Lord, I thank you that you have changed not. You were the same before time began and you will be the same after time is gone. And for us who are in the middle of this time, uh, or this, this, this space called time, I thank you that all those middle uh, letters of the alphabet, you are still there. You could have named every single one of those letters of the alphabet on, on our timeline, but we do know that you change not through the whole thing. God, at the end of 2021, I, I want to know you more. I want to have more confidence in you regardless of what happens, regardless of whether I see things the way I want them to be or, or whether they're not the way I want them to be. I want to know you, God Almighty. I love you, Lord. We are with you and you, more importantly, are completely with us. Well, let's go. Let's leave this place with an expectancy. Uh, those of you that are watching online, I would just say, may you receive the blessing of heaven, the blessing of life, the blessing of light, and that this passage out of Revelation 21, the inheritance and the, the, uh, the tree of life might be over you and over your family, and may the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's got this. We hope you've enjoyed today's Wisdom Catcher episode. Wisdom Catchers is a ministry of Coastlands Community Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. If you would like to contact us or support the ministry financially, please visit our website at coastlands.com church.org for more information. Until next time, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs>